Talking Direction. I'm Nyland, the Associate Artistic Director, Drama League. And I'm Gabriel Stelian Shanks, the Drama League's Artistic Director. Nyland and I are excited to be here at our studio at the Drama League Theater Center in New York City to continue our virtual trips abroad as we begin to re-emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic and visit with theater, film, and television artists beyond the borders of America. And our next stop this week is Bulgaria, one of the most artistically diverse landscapes in the world. We'll be visiting with two of their most brilliant theater practitioners in Sofia, the capital, to learn more about how Bulgaria has responded to this pandemic, what lessons they are learning in this moment, and how we can learn from their experiences. Our first guest is Kalina Wagenstein, the director of Art Office Foundation, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to promote and circulate the performing arts and artists of Bulgaria at home and abroad. Prior to that, Ms. Wagenstein led the SOFIA branch of the Swiss Cultural Program, where she supported over 400 projects in culture and arts. She has been Bulgaria's national representative for the Eurimages Fund of the Council of Europe and has held positions at the Bulgarian News Agency, the National Film Center, and the National Film Archive. In 2009, I was joined by Kalina in a partnership between Art Office and the Drama League, the U.S.-Bulgarian Stage Directors Exchange. Over the last 12 years, more than 200 American and Bulgarian artists have benefited from the project in productions, exchanges, research, and training opportunities held in both nations. And joining Kalina today is Dr. Petar Kalkov, Associate Professor at the National Academy for Theatre and Film Arts in Sofia, and the former Deputy Director and CEO of the Youth Theatre Nikolai Benev, one of the largest theatres in Bulgaria. A noted director across Europe, he has worked on many international exchange projects with American artists, including the Icarus Award-winning Bulgarian premiere of the musical Avenue Q, now in its fourth sold-out year of performances. And right before the pandemic, he collaborated with American director Ben Randall to bring Little Shop of Horrors to the State Puppet Theater of Stara Zagora, a production we hope to continue after the pandemic. Welcome, Kalina and Petar. It's so lovely to see your faces. Hi. Hello. Um, Great to see you. <laughs> uh, Kalina, how about we begin with you? Uh, gosh, in the U.S., we are approaching almost a year of no live performances. And um, to our understanding, theater has reopened in Bulgaria. Um, uh, what has it been like? Uh, have performances been on and off? Have they been simultaneous? Um, I think that Peter will tell you more about this because he is uh, uh, a part of everything else. Uh, Gabriel just said he is also the director of the, the theater of the Academy of Theater and Film Arts. So he knows better about, about the theater, uh, the venues and how they worked during the pandemic. Uh, from my point of view, I, I, I can tell you that the theaters in Bulgaria were uh, totally closed for not more than two months. It was between March and May. And after that, May, June, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but it's not more than, than uh, 60, 70 days, uh, all in all. And after that, uh, some possibilities were uh, reopened, uh, and uh, we have now uh, live performances in all the theaters with some restrictions. P P Peter will tell you more about this. 
Theatres were closed. Uh, they were actually the first institutions to be closed during the pandemic uh, on March 8th. Uh, the, the pity thing that uh, I, as the managing director of the, the training theatre of, uh, of the National Academy, um, for the past two or three months, uh, we were organizing a national tour of the academy, and it just ended up before beginning because mm -hmm. it should begin on the 16th of March, and then one week of, uh, beforehand, uh, all the theaters were closed. Then um, uh, in the summer, when actually the the, the, the positive cases of COVID-19 were uh, were diminishing on and on, uh, then uh, then. Theater Sofia, which is a municipal theater and it is in the middle of a park, they suggested an idea that they have a, a little terrace in front of the main entrance and they made an extension extension to this terrace and invited all of the theaters of Sofia and the country if they want to, to present their work there as on an open air stage in front of the Sofia theater. Uh, so that was also a good sign of, of uh, of being a family, you know that everywhere in the world, people of the theater are a family. So, so that was another confirmation that that uh, that, that happens always. Uh, and then in the autumn, um, since the positive cases of, of COVID were increasing again, uh, then the theaters were not closed anymore. But they were restricted to fifty percent of the seating capacity. So. Um, that applies only to spectators, not to the actors. They go 100%. But uh, spectators were uh, Peter, the now it were is obliged. I'm sorry, Peter, it is 30%, not 50. It was 50 in the autumn, and then it was. It, okay, and then it now was it is 30. 30. Now it yeah. is 30, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, and also, theaters are obliged to, to follow all of the uh, restrictions due to the pandemic, like. Uh, Spectators are wearing masks, and they uh, they make disinfection of uh, hands in the, at the entrances and so on. And then, uh, and then we all the time uh, continue repeating to the audience that you should not take off your mask during the show because in the darkness some of the spectators might do that. Uh, so that's the, the since I, I believe that since uh, November last year. Uh, it is already 30% of, of the capacity. And it goes on this way uh, nowadays. I'm really curious about that. The, because we are looking to a point in a few months when we will start reopening, uh, but we think our audiences will have to wear masks during that period of time. Um, have Bulgarian audiences embraced mask wearing are they doing it during for the entirety of the performance or have there been any problems with that there might be problems but usually people follow the rules uh and also um in the very beginning uh audience audiences really embraced the idea to going back to the theater and that was and, and to tell you the truth during the summer and in the autumn that was one of the most enthusiastic audiences I have seen in my life were at that performances <laughs> when when the theaters reopened again and 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 they invited the audience to come back to them. I would say that uh, uh, 
people who are uh, willing to go into a theater or in, into a movie theater, they will be willing to, to wear masks. They are uh, pretty aware that uh, being in a, in a closed uh, venue, they have to, to, to wear masks and uh, keep distance, uh, social distance and so on. Uh, the problem might be, the issue might be that not everyone is uh, ready to, to go back in a, in a closed room. Uh, th this is something that we will have to work on. I think we're going to have to do the same here. Um, I, I wonder, um, uh, Patar and Kalina, I, oh, you want to say something? Just to, ask, just to add something to Kalina's words, uh, people who are going to the theater are people who believe in arts. Mm -hmm. So the great majority of them believe in science as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's the first uh, witty uh, remark from Petar Kakov, who is notorious among the artists at the Drama League for being the funniest person we know. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that statement. Uh, uh, Petar, as a, as a director, what have your observations been um, to create work during this time? How are you seeing uh, that directorial focus shift or, or be accelerated? As a, as a director, I was struck by an idea that um, most probably that will be a, a time for more um, smaller cast productions and even one-man shows, uh, monodramas and so on. So I, I, during the during the the big uh, the lockdown, was the, the lockdown, which was um, I mean a total lockdown, which was two months from March 13th to May 13th last year. Uh, then I began rehearsals online with an actress that Gabriel surely remembers. He's Kodonova, the one who played in uh, Love and Money with the last monologue. So marvelous I, actress, marvelous actress. Marvelous actress, yeah. And then um, I began rehearsals with her on a, on a monodrama by Dennis Kelly again, which is Girls and Boys. Uh, and then we collaborated with Kalina also because there was an aid from the municipality of Sofia for cultural organizations, uh, but they needed to have a project. So that was a, another um, collaboration between us two with Kalina that uh, the art office needed a, a, a project to present to the municipality of Sofia, and I needed an organization to back up the project. So it's so that is something that we did again together. Well, and that would lead me to my next question. Kalina, um, in the world of the Drama League and Art Office, we deal a lot with uh, projects and funding those. Um, you know, in Bulgaria, there is a mix of a state-sponsored theater system and a, a really wonderful independent scene. And here in America, we do not have the state-sponsored system. Um, and sadly enough, in the pandemic, I think the, the American government has really not supported artists at all in this pandemic. Um, we are looking at perhaps as much as 70% of arts and culture workers here in America um, losing jobs that will probably not come back. Um, I'm curious, you know, how, uh, you know, I guess two questions to you, Kalina. One is how did the Bulgarian government respond to the needs of artists in this time? And as the director of art office, 
How did your work have to change in this moment as you work to support projects, if it did? Well, it, this, is, this was something that I wanted to stress, uh, that there is a huge difference between the situation the state and municipality-owned theaters and the independent artists. Because all these things that we were talking about, the 30% uh, admission to the, to the venues and all those things are, uh, are for everyone, but the state-owned theaters got their subsidy. So all the artists uh, involved in, the, in those theaters, it means actors and directors and administration, they got their salaries during the whole period that's why so it yeah. wasn't it wasn't that um stressful for them that they cannot sell enough tickets because because their revenue was not bound with the with the with the salaries uh but for the for the independent scene it, it's not like that because you are totally dependent on the on the number of tickets you are selling. So when you are selling like 30% of the, of the possible uh, seats in a theater, uh, your revenue is uh, dropping uh, significantly. So uh, we made a very, a very strong point uh, about this uh, to the Ministry of Culture. Uh, there was a working group uh, I was a member of uh, that uh, regularly uh, met, have met with the Minister of Culture. And actually, we had some very, um, very on time measures from the, from the government, uh, especially for the independent artists, for those who are not on a salary somewhere in the theater. They got uh twice uh once in the in the spring and once in the in the autumn uh a sort of a stipend which is about three minimal salaries so twice three minimal salaries uh which is which is not uh, that much but it is something to begin with and during the whole summer, all the events which were uh, on open air, they were really much more uh, numerous than, than normally in, in another year. So somehow we, uh, we managed to survive this one year. Thank you so much for being a part of that working group and making that happen. I think one thing that I, it has happened here in America that perhaps you don't know is during this time, there has been a call for a uh, cabinet level position and it's similar to the Minister of Culture in Bulgaria. Um, that is a role that you have in, in your governmental system that we do not have. We don't have that um, uh, department or ministry to do that work. Um, and I think it shows why that's so important, why it's so important for the government to be able to respond to care for individual artists who are not part of that system. That's really wonderful to hear. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Kalina was one, she is not going to tell you that, but she was one of the leaders in this process uh, negotiating with the Ministry of Culture. 
uh, and uh, and she she needs to be congratulated to, for that. I mean, she, yeah. she mm-hmm. doesn't need because she did by heart, but uh, you know. And and the other thing, there was another um, another uh, mechanism of supporting all of the artists, no matter if they are uh, in public funded organizations or in uh, uh, private or independent sector. Uh, there were uh, the government uh, gave out. Um, of no interest bank loans uh, of uh, like like 10 salary, 10 minimal salaries, approximately, or eight, eight to 10 minimal salaries. This is a bank loan of no interest. And people who get, uh, who got them will begin to pay them back in 2025. So there is also zero period of paying back and no interest. So it was another help for any artist. I mean, no matter where they work. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And yes, uh, Kalina Wagenstein rarely takes credit for being a leader. And, and uh, I'm glad I get to say it here on this podcast that she is really one of the extraordinary arts leaders of the world. Absolutely. You're an acclaimed director and, and you're also one of the leading um, theater educators in Bulgaria. And I want to say, unlike America, where our theatrical education is um, widely um, dispersed <laughs> and, and, um, and there's many different methodologies to the work, um, whereas um, the National Academy of Theater and Fine Arts is, is this um, preeminent pathway so for theater artists to work um, on stages, especially um, with state-run theaters. And I wonder, during this time, have you had to adjust um, how um, you teach these students and how you help these artists during this moment? And what is that? Sure, the, the, the pandemic influenced the education as well. Uh, I mean, um, we immediately transferred all of the theoretical disciplines to online education. Uh, like history of theater, whatever. But you cannot teach people on uh, acting, directing, and how about dancing or stage combat or fencing <laughs> in front of a computer? That's not possible. Uh, so, so we did that. Uh, all the theoretical disciplines were taught uh, online, and they were examined online at the end of the, the semester. Uh, that was the summer semester of, of last year, and then in the summer when institutions reopened, the academy also reopened only for the practical disciplines like uh, acting, directing, dancing, and so on. And the, and the stages were open, the training stages, so that they could catch up with their uh, practical education. But the point is that almost no one had the vacation during the summer because we worked. Uh, in fact, the, the, the summer semester ended up on August 21st, and then the 1st of September, we had to begin the new campaign for the newcomers. Mm. Uh, but still, this is something that, this is something that we saved the, the year. Of course, that it is not the same. Um, of course, that people, when they're home, and, and probably you uh, and everybody in, in any activity in the world, notice that, I mean, when people are in the comfort of their own homes, they are more easily distracted. <laughs> They're not that focused on the on the topic. Uh, but still, it just it, it 
it is much better. And we were discussing that with the students all the time because they said it's not the same. And we told them well, all the time we were, I was telling my students that no, it's not the same and it is worse, but it's much better than just sitting at home and uh, watching the ceiling and thinking, what should we do? Um, so this year continues this way. I mean, uh, after, um, because there was a short lockdown in the autumn this year, in, in uh, late, late October and November, uh, but it was short, it was like two weeks. Uh, and since then, we get back with the third and the fourth year of, of our students, because their main activities are on the training stages. And since the stages of the country are open with 30% of capacity, that was our reason to get back the students of the third and the fourth year, while the first and the second stayed home and following only the uh, online, uh, following the, the theoretical disciplines. But there were more time, there was more time for the students of third and fourth year so that they could do their job. And then the first and the second year came back and, kept, uh, and caught up uh, with the programs. Sound like you need a day off too, because I was like, if you gave up your summer to catch everybody up, I, uh, bravo. Sounds exhausting, <laughs> Petar. Um, you know, but this is the period we're in, right? There is no other option, really. I'd love to turn to some of the work that we've done together. And I was realizing we're shooting this on uh, the 28th of February. And a year ago, I was in Bulgaria with you. Uh, and that was the last creative project I did before the shutdown. Um, we were all together in Stara Zagora, uh, Bulgaria, at the National Puppet Theater, where you, Petar, and the American director, Ben Randall, were leading a workshop in musical theater techniques with the theater company there. Um, and at that time, we were celebrating because we were all planning to do a production of the musical Little Shop of Horrors, which has now been delayed. Um, but I really look forward to getting you and Ben back together to make that a reality. Um, and that led me to thinking about the dozens of projects that we have all worked on together um, here in America, in Bulgaria, um, with so many incredible artists. And um, maybe I'll, I'll begin with you, Kalina. The, from your perspective, what has the benefit of these years of collaboration been? Um, you know, we are apart now, but in the hopes that we will be coming back together what, uh, in your opinion, has been so beneficial from this exchange? Well, uh, I think that the most important thing is uh, what Nylon uh, just said, that uh, the, the system of education of theater and the system of theaters uh, as all as uh, is very, very different, different between the two countries. Uh, and um, this gives a very interesting perspective to the young to the young professionals when they get to know another system and uh, and see the pros and cons because there are always pros and cons and uh, and to see uh, how they can how they can use uh, how they can use uh, in a better way uh, the, the, the possibilities of those two systems. So uh, for me, the, the human relations were the most important thing in this, in this uh, more than 10 years uh, collaboration that we had. 
the possibility of open up your mind. Yeah, I think it's been extraordinary. And Petar, you've been a part of a number of those projects. What strikes me is the impact that it has on the artist. You know, I know that for directors like Rachel Chavkin and for Shelley Butler and West Highland, many of the directors that we have brought to Bulgaria and then for the directors from Bulgaria who we have brought here, they tell us that it has changed the way they make theater. Um, what is your perspective, Petar? Pretty much the same what, what Kalina said, and it's not by, by coincidence that we met and started collaborating like some many years ago. It is because it is because both of, both of us were working on, on um, international collaboration because I believe, and, uh, and, and this is how we met, in fact, that uh, the, the knowledge of the other enriches the knowledge of yourself. So the moment when you when you when you see the experience, when you see the knowledge of the other, and it, when you see the, the the way the others are doing the things you are doing, it enriches your way. It gives you more skills. It gives you more um, more instruments <laughs> how to work out next time. Uh, I believe me uh, as a person and as a, as a stage director, I believe that I I became much better in my profession. Uh, after my first production abroad, and then it was, and then it was increasing. Uh, so uh, this is this is what I think. That meeting meeting differences and making them communicate is something which which enriches the world. Uh, in other words, make love, not war. Make art, not war. <laughs> yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we both agree that the the moment that we encountered other theater traditions as kalina says they you know america and bulgaria make theater very differently and just to experience that difference makes you approach your own work differently and better absolutely uh i, I will say i've seen a lot of work abroad and definitely seen the work in bulgaria uh it's it's like you learn a new um not just vocabulary but um, a responsibility to the audience differently. Yeah. Um, especially, especially for directors whose entire job is to take care of the audience experience. And I, I'm, I, I think you all are always community driven. I always see um, um, what's happening um, inside the landscape of Sofia when I go see the work there. And I, and and then the, the how how the theater artists are so clued in um, to to when they're experimenting mm -hmm. and when they're doing something of the tradition so clearly. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, I, and it brings us an, an understanding globally. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it moves beyond art into a, a, you see the world, you see the humanity of people in other places. And, you know, in a time when often um, it is hard to reach out to other people right now because of the pandemic and our some of the politicians around the world make that difficult. Um, it's really important to me, more important than ever after the pandemic, that we continue to connect our cultures all over the world to one another because that is how the world will get better. I Absolutely. Believe. It always makes me think I, I care for the rules a little bit more. Whenever yeah. I mean the form, I care for the form. Like, oh yeah, I do need to reinforce and stay within this box. 
um, not because it minimizes me, because it's it that's the rules of what makes it universal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Since we're since we're on a, the 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 vibe of of, of what we are creating, I, I wonder what projects are you working on now? What what's coming up in the future that you're excited about um, over there in Sofia? What should we see when we come? <laughs> Uh, well, it's uh, for us, as you know, we work as a resource center for young and emerging artists. So in this uh, very difficult uh, year, we had to figure out how we can help those, those young and emerging artists during this, uh, this pandemic times. Uh, so what we decided to do uh, with the help of the National Culture Fund and with the help with the uh, Ministry of Culture, uh, we created a new program uh, which, is, um, which helps them to uh, communicate better their work, including uh, uh, online work, digital work. So uh, we are now in the middle of, um, of a uh, educational um, program uh, for uh, for digital marketing for independent artists because I don't know how it it works in uh, in in the U.S. Okay, I know, but it's not the same as in Bulgaria. Uh, normally, here those uh, guys who decide to 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 be independent artists they run their own small companies and they do everything by themselves. They are actors, they, uh, they tour, they are technical stuff uh, and they, they organize everything by themselves. And very often they don't have neither time nor knowledge how to communicate. They did everything. The, let's say the performance is already done, how to communicate it, how to sell it to people. They don't have neither time nor capacity nor uh, knowledge how to do it. So actually we are now trying to help them uh, think more about this uh, later stage of the work because actually what's uh, uh, the, the fact is that when, uh, you, you are an artist and you want to work, to, to do your work, uh, but you are not a marketing uh, specialist, you, are not, uh, you don't know how to sell it. And very often it depends on you and only on you how to you will communicate it to the to the audience, to the potential audience. So we work on that. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, Petor, let me come to you with our final question. And this is one about the future. Um, if you both can imagine uh, when the pandemic is over, when it is over, what does the future of Bulgarian theater hold? What do you think it will be like? Will it be changed? Will it be different? Um... I don't think that it will be very much different. I mean, it will it, it will get back to the so-called new normality that we, we still don't know what it is. Uh, but I believe that um, in, in, in general, in the society, I believe that there will be more empathy. 
I hope so. I don't believe, but I hope so. Uh, you know that uh, may I have a joke here? Yes. Uh, during the, the you know, in, in, in late October, beginning of November, I, I got the virus. I'm a COVID survivor. And then that was the only, probably, I hope that it's the only time that I was crowned, you know, the <laughs> Corona in Bulgarian means uh, crown. Corona. Corona means crown. Uh, so that was the short time that I became at least virtually a, a royal person. And I insisted my friends to call me your majesty, to address me with your majesty. But, uh, but on the other hand, I would point that uh, uh, it is a good starting point to become a Republican in the European meaning of the word. <laughs> Not the American meaning of the word. Not the American word. Uh, so so uh, I believe that uh, Bulgarian theater uh, during the pandemic, um, some of the people were uh, thinking of their work as as a, a heroism that we are insisting on art and so on. Some of the people were more aware of, of what is happening and more afraid of their health and their lives. Uh, I think that these difficulties, uh, that these differences that appeared during the uh, and because of the pandemic, um, will get back to to being together again and and to and to just be professionals. Mm -hmm. uh, may I add something to this? Uh, I think that uh, there were many uh, changes, of course, uh, which uh, will stay with us. And uh, hopefully the, uh, some of, of there uh, will do the things better. Uh, but one of the things that uh, are changing now and that you uh, you know already that it's not very uh, easy to plan. You cannot plan everything. And that there are things that, that are beyond your um, plans. Uh, so uh, maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe you should know that there are things that don't uh, really depend on you that you have to find solutions no matter what. And uh, another thing is that uh, this made us think a little bit more about the others. Uh, that uh, you depend very much on, on the others and those others depend very much on you. So, um, uh, there are things that uh, that um, were made um, much more obvious by this uh, by this pandemic. These are not not new things, but we uh, were somehow uh, our attention was drawn to, to to those things. They are they are not only professional; they are personal and human things. Mm -hmm. I agree, and I I. What you're saying about um, planning feels very real here. We use the word pivot a lot now in the American theater that one day you will think you are going to do something, but then you have to do a different thing and you have to move a different way. You have to pivot. So I agree with you. I think it's probably not a bad thing if we build that as a strength 
the, the ability to adapt and change and respond to situations. And also another thing, you know, like any every like any other crisis, the COVID pandemic also brings out who is a reliable partner and who is not. So this yes. is also something that we we've been taught. <laughs> we've been yes. taught. <laughs> <laughs> well, we but know who our Yes, we know who our friends are in Bulgaria, and we thank you both for being here. I know, Kalini, you have another event to go to. Um, it is so wonderful to see you even this odd way, my friends. We hope to be with you together very, very soon. Thank you both for being here today. Eager to thank see you, you again live. Yes. yes, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Stay safe. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.